Welcome to the Carice Podcast. I am Dylan Lachica, and I'm here with Daniel Villarin. And it has been a while since I think the last time we've we've done one of these. Um, last time was I believe it was 2020. Um, and before we get started, so me and Daniel we laugh at everything. Um, <laughs> before before we recorded this, we were we had to retake it I think like three times because. We we were we were we were already laughing so hard and so there might be some times where we just it might be a serious moment so just ignore us and hopefully you're praying for us that we we get it together but um this this podcast it used to be called Apostolic in All Ways um, and we felt to start it 2020 around that time and we we kind of took a break from it and because. God was doing awesome stuff in our local churches and, and what God's doing is just amazing right now. There's just so many reports um, and we might share some of that um, as we go forward in this in this episode. But we kind of took a break, but then me and him kind of just felt that maybe it was time to, you know, restart this. Um, and there was a name that came up and, and this will kind of be an explanation because um, podcast is not called apostolic in all ways anymore. We are still striving to be apostolic in all ways. That has not changed. Yes. Um, but specifically there was a, I felt in my spirit and that the grace of God was a direction that God was giving for this podcast. And so the title of this podcast, we renamed it to Carice. Now, the word Carice is a Greek word, and it's the Greek word used for grace. And grace is such a, a topic, it's such a word that has kind of just been uh, misdefined or improperly right. defined, especially by the, the majority of the Christian world. And so we, we felt led, and, and grace is probably a topic that's going to be further discussed later down the road, but we're, we're here recording this episode because, one, the Holy Ghost has, been, has led it, and we've been feeling it for a while now, but we feel in just for a few moments, we're, we're just going to kind of talk about what we felt like God's put in our heart. Um, there's a few things um, this morning. Um, or actually yesterday we were in a conversation about the grace of God and um I actually have my bible open right here um and so there's we're going to open up with a scripture and in this scripture just bear with me f- trying to find it right now but in this scripture it's it's talking about apostle Paul or apostle Paul's the one talking and he is talking about um, the infirmities. Um, he's talking about things that he's gone through. Um, and it's interesting, this is 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. Um, and uh, sorry, he's, yeah, he's talking about his infirmities, uh, but most uh, specifically, he's talking about the thorn in the flesh. And so we'll start from verse 7. It says, Unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Verse 8 says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. 
and he said unto me, notice this, it says, my grace is sufficient for thee. And, and that word grace is an important word. It says, my, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And so if you have a red letter Bible, you will see that that portion of verse 9, it is in red letters, notice or letting us know that this is Jesus talking. And Apostle Paul, he makes a, a profound statement being by the Holy Ghost. And it's, he says, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So that, that, last, that last phrase, that the power of Christ may rest upon me, uh, it's, it's so profound because so many people think that grace is just a license to do whatever you want. It's a license to sin and God's just going to forgive me. Yes, he loves you. Yes, he will forgive you. But that is n his grace is so much more. Um, the Apostle Paul mentioned God's grace. He mentioned the topic of the grace of God when he had a thorn in the flesh. And sometimes we want God's grace to operate in our lives. We want God's power to help us. But we don't want to go through anything that's, that's inconvenient or uncomfortable. And so sometimes God will allow us to, to go through some things, to go through some hardships, um, but it's so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And, and that's the culmination. That's the summary in verse 9. He's saying, Paul, Paul's saying most gladly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rejoice in my infirmities so that for this reason, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so not only is the scripture letting us know that grace is not just some, you know, thing that just permits us to do whatever we want. No, grace is, grace is not that. Grace is God's empowerment. And that is a very important phrase. Grace is God's empowerment. Because grace was the thing that God told Apostle Paul that said, hey, you're going through this, but I'm allowing it. And I don't need to, I don't need to remove this in order to be God. I'm going to give you my grace. I'm going to give you my empowerment. Um, and bro, I feel if, if you feel anything to share, cause I know there's, we were talking about it, how there's, there's moments that God has allowed us to kind of let his grace flow and operate in our lives. So if there's a specific instance you want to share, if there's a, what, whatever you feel to, to speak. Praise God. Um, that scripture where it says, my grace is sufficient. I, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. That word sufficient, we could also replace that word with the word enough. Yeah. My grace is enough for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. I feel like a lot of the times when we're going about our walks with God, we, are, we expect that once God takes us past something sometimes, God won't put us through it one more time to see if, you know, we were able to handle that situation yeah. properly. Yeah. Um, but from, and I could also speak from Dylan's experience as well, it's almost as if when you're in the will of God, God would constantly test you in that area to see yeah. if you are going to handle it properly. Um, I can't tell you how many times there have been moments where 
God has tested me in the same thing. And it's almost as if I'm asking God, God, why am I going through this again? Yeah. Um, what we were talking about it um, yesterday, yeah. last night, about how, you know, it's like what was mentioned earlier about how you won't know whether or not if God's grace is operating, whether until you allow him to work through you once you're tested with that situation again. Yeah. And it might come in a different form. It might come in a different way. But the truth is, and I think it's so critical when it comes down to the scripture, is that it says that his grace is enough. Sometimes we're seeking for something else when we're just supposed to be seeking for God's direction from the very beginning. Sometimes we think, God, if I if I could just devote this amount of time towards you, if I could make um, so many things for you, and it'll, it'll be in your name. But if we're not ultimately seeking the will of God throughout that time of asking him what he needs us to do, then it's going to be very hard for us to see God's grace. Absolutely taken into motion matter of fact the the scriptures talk about how his grace actually doesn't operate when we're still doing our will it might not like we were talking about it last night during our connect group about how our intentions might be good like we're god we want to we want to sing we we want to preach we we want to do bible studies but if we're not ultimately hearing and repeating from god on a moment-to-moment basis, it's going to be very hard for us to see God's work working through us. Amen. Amen. I feel like, like what Brother Dylan was mentioning earlier about how in this, in this time, Apostle Paul was given a thorn in the flesh so that he would be able to get through the times that he was going through because let's, let's be honest, the stuff that he was having to go through, it was tough. He would get, he was pretty much getting martyred on a day-to-day basis. You know, he was getting constantly accused of things. Um, How do you get to that point where you're no longer in a state of retaliation towards someone else whenever they're hurting you? You know, that takes something so much more supernatural in order for you to be able to love that person even though they're hurting you. And I think that's where... The Holy Ghost wants us to go, and however God wants to flow. Um, But I feel like it's critical for us to understand that it's only by God's grace and His love in order for us to really get through the times that we're going through right now. Because we are constantly getting tested with the things that God wants us to work, that He wants to work out of us. Praise God. Do you feel flow? Um, And that's... A great point that God will not empower what he does not initiate Um, because God can't God's not going to take credit for what you wanted to do or what you did Um, and I've I've heard this said before and I I just to me when I'm talking to someone and I understand that you know you can you're kind of forced in a position to say certain pronouns like I or me Um, but for me, I have, I get very uncomfortable. Not that I have a problem with people that, that overly say, oh, I did this or I did that, but it, it just irks my spirit because I'm, I'm hearing I, 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 
But if you look at the book of Acts, if you look at the writer, which is Luke, um, he countlessly said we. He used the pronoun we. And if you make it about your ability, about what you did, there, there have been so many times where I God has had to humble me. Because there would be there would be times God, and I'll just be transparent. There, there, God does amazing things through through services, and when when I mean the doors He's been opening for me and Brother Daniel to to preach, and there's there's a temptation. It's like look what I've done, or look what I did, and and it's it's some it's sometimes really hilarious because <laughs> God will be like, oh, well, he, he he said you did it, and I was like, yeah, and God was like, so I wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> and and it brings it brought me to a scripture when you're talking about it, bro, because there's a scripture that says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And it, it, it really is a parable to, you know, the parable of the man that built his house on the rock and the man that built his house on the sand. Because before the storm, wow. oh my goodness, before the yes. storm, both houses were still standing. Before the storm, there was not a problem. Um, and once the storm happened, the storm revealed the foundation. And so sometimes we don't want God to allow things to happen in our life. Like like Apostle Paul, we're praying, let this thorn of the flesh depart from me. I, I don't, I don't want to go through any hardship. But the storm is what reveals the foundation. Yeah. Um something that I heard that really changed my outlook is, and it was, it was a profound statement that I heard it's trials and tribulations don't cause anyone to backslide. It just reveals the condition that was there present all along. And God, we, we sometimes say, Lord, why, why are you allowing this to happen in my life? Why are you allowing me to, to go through this season? You you know me personally. I've I've asked that question a lot, um, just because of the things that God has allowed in my life personally, um, and and there have been some things. Um, I remember there was this one situation. I'll be very um, I don't know what the word is discreet or I'll try not to share the details, um, but there was a there was a certain situation, and I was telling God, and I said, God, this is not your will that this should be happening. I should not be going through this. This was not your will. What you spoke to me was was not this. Um, and then he showed me a scripture where where Joseph, it was after Jacob had, had died. I was actually talking to my dad about this today. It was after Jacob died and Joseph's brothers were terrified because they thought, oh, he's gonna he's gonna seek out his revenge on us now because of what we did to him, selling him into slavery, all of that. And Joseph tells them, you did not send me to Egypt. God did. You did not send me to Egypt. They, they were just tools. And, and the reason why he said that is because it was to save many souls. And I was over here, and I was just like, God, this is not your will. And... This should be happening, and something that uh, you, you you know who who he is is an awesome man of God. Um, he told me he said God's allowing this situation in your life because everything that's of God involves process. Everything, yes. 
even Jesus's ministry involved the process. Moses had a process in a wilderness. And so sometimes we can't restrict the blessings of God to be the only thing that's from God. We think just because something inconvenient or, or, or tough or hard happens to us that it's automatically from the devil and it, it's and it's it can't be from God because God's a good God and he's not going to allow any trouble. Look at the apostles. I'm sorry. But I sound like I sound like my mom. <laughs> but the truth is if you want the power of Christ to rest upon you like like the opening scripture stated you have to take pleasure or you have to glory in the infirmities. Yes, you have to yes. and part of that is acknowledging that yes, this is an infirmity. This is not comfortable this is and it, it it would be very easy to say this is not from you god and that's exactly what apostle paul did he said depart let it depart from me he sought the lord three times but at the end of the day it was the will of god for him to have that because god was doing something with that situation i feel like that's a really good point um it, it's 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 always interesting because sometimes God gives us a word and we automatically think like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to happen. Yeah. And this is going to be the end result and it's going to happen as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. Matter of yeah. fact, it might happen tomorrow, praise yeah. God. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> but sometimes, there, there have been plenty of times where God has told me specifically that things were going to happen. And I, don't, I, I automatically thought, okay, I'm already thinking it'll probably happen next year. But the truth is, sadly, it did not come to pass. <laughs> but the way that we behave within the trial and in yeah. the time of being tested is really what gets us to that point of understanding what God's grace is really about. Yeah. We talked about uh, moments earlier about how God is not going to honor everything that you want to do yep. and everything that you want to see. And we have to be okay with that oh, yeah. um, because sometimes we, we expect things to happen a specific way. But then when we look back, we, we ask God, what, what in the world? I thought it was going to be like this. Yeah. But then God straight up tells us, no, I wanted it to be like that so that by the time it came to an end. It's almost as if I'm talking about a preaching. There, there are times where God gives me a word and I'm expecting God to say something in a very specific yeah. way. You have in your mind the way you think it's going to be said, but then right. God completely says it a totally different way. Exactly. Like you think like everyone's going to be on their feet rejoicing <laughs> yeah, for yeah. God, but then next thing you know, everyone's silent. travailing or like or silent. silent and they're just... You're, they're, they're just slain in the Holy Ghost, but they're just stuck as like statues. Um, but sometimes God will allow those moments to really test our motive yeah. to see if the, we're really doing this for ourselves or if we do if we're doing this to please him. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I really do feel like, especially in the times that we're living in right now, God really wants to put us in a position where we are fully dependent on him. And you, you'll hear that being said everywhere. I, I believe a lot of apostolic churches are getting the revelation, uh, revelation of the word iniquity. Yeah. And we the truth about it on, on one of the podcasts. Before. Yes, actually um, in the past podcasts. Yeah. 
but I, I believe that God, in His grace, there's almost layers to His grace. Yeah. And it's like once you start to walk with God more and more on a daily basis, you're able to tap into a deeper level of grace on yes. a daily basis. Yes. It's no longer about, okay, God, how am I going to get here? But it's, God, how do I get there with your help? Instead yeah. of you trying to figure out all the steps. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying... God is going to give you a step-by-step -step plan of how to get to to a specific spot because we, we've we learned in times past that there are times where God will just not speak to you, mm -hmm. but he will just allow his peace to be there. And that's our gauge whether or not if we're walking in his will or if we're not. You feel fun. And it's, it's interesting because we, we think, this is something that God put in my spirit. I think it was, I think it was yesterday before I was about to go to bed. That spirituality is not an event that oh I finally have arrived. Yeah. Um, and I remember something that I've heard. It was it was really really good. It was holiness is not synonymous with perfection. Mm. And the reason why is because God will allow us to fail because. It reminds us we need a savior. Yes. We need a savior. We and and that savior is not us. Um, but he he began to speak to me about this 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 reality that spirituality, um, it's it's a walk. Yes. Um, you constantly grow. The Bible says in Second Peter, uh, chapter three, verse eighteen, that you are to grow in grace. And in the knowledge of the, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and so, it's something that you grow in. It's something that you constantly uh, walk in. And another thing that's so important is because we could we could be talking about grace. Uh, we could be talking about you know, um, all the all the revelation about grace, and 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 that's that's a great thing. But if we're leaving people with um, something that my pastor said that God told them every time you tell someone to do something, whether that be in a preaching or whether that be in a Bible study, don't just tell them what they're doing wrong or tell them what they need to do. Tell them how to do the right yeah, thing. Tell tell them, give them something practical. Yeah. Um, and this is also a conversation that I had with my dad, also my pastor, and it was that the grace of God there are sometimes you may not even realize it, but it's operating in your life. Yeah. And, and one of the ways that you can allow, there, there's a couple ways you can allow the grace of God to operate in your life. But one of them, and a key one, is surrender. Amen. Because God cannot empower anything that you do not let him empower. And so surrendering is key. Um, and the Bible says, and and this is a bro. This is a revelation that God gave me. Um, I was I don't think I I shared it with anyone yet, but you know that scripture that says they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I always wondered. I said, God, why, why do you say sons in that scripture? What does sons have to do with being led by the Spirit? And this is what He told me. He said, because when you when you're a son, you have authority from your father. 
And so you're operating in sonship. And so when you're led of the spirit, you are given authority because I am the one initiating it. I am the one doing it. And that's why the scripture says they that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Because whatever God leads you to do, he also gives you the grace or the authority, the authority to carry that out by his spirit. And so when you're led by his spirit, it's, it's not just him telling you to do something, but he will give you the grace if you let him. And so when you're empowered by the spirit, when you're walking in this spirit, you'll be able to do it through him. I think that's a really good point. It's if you're allowing him to do it. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the challenge right there. You know, I, I'm reminded of that scripture that talks about how old things are passed away and all things become new. Yeah. Um, our bishop gave us this huge revelation, <laughs> but it's so simplistic. But it's that scripture alone is not talking about an immediate transformation. It's actually a process. Wow. wow. Um, if you if you read that first part or where it says old things are passed away that's talking about your old man the yeah. old all, the old things and dying to the old man is a process yes that's actually what the lord spoke to me this morning wow he he said that word for word he he said we have to get ourselves to understand that dying to self is a process yeah. and god will take care of the rest into taking you to all things that are new once we focus on dying to ourselves because because the scripture says that the, when the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth guide. the spirit yes. of truth is not going to just give you all truth all at one time no he's going to guide you yep. into it in increments it, it's like what we were talking about earlier it's it's a step-by-step sort of thing but sometimes god will leave little bits here and there just to see if yeah. you are hungry for the word because sometimes we're asking God, okay, God, I want to be able to receive great revelation. Yeah. But then God is, he, he almost gets us to settle down and get us to realize that, hey, the greatest revelation that I could ever um, give you is through the circumstances that are around you yep. right now. Absolutely. It's not, it's not beyond, let tomorrow take care of itself, but I want you to deal with the things that are surrounding you right now because how are you going to be a living testimony if you're not going to be willing to deal with what's around you right now? Absolutely. And, man, I feel like there's just a flow because I don't know if y'all can tell in the recording, but we only have one microphone. (laughs) But we're just looking at each other, and it's like the Holy Ghost telling us, hey, hey, the brother next to you has something that I've given him. But it, it's such a it's such a powerful topic about the grace of God. Yes, sir. Um, bro, can you can you say what you said? Like, just just reiterate. I, I don't know why, but I just felt to ask you to do that. Uh, about, what, what's, what's, <laughs> sorry. about the circumstances that are in your life. So your circumstances that are surrounding you right now, that's what's going to build faith in the end. Sometimes we're thinking about, okay, God, I know you called me to the ministry. I know you called me to be a pastor. I know you called me to be an evangelist, whatever it may be. But God wants to use the little things that, the little tests that are around you. Maybe it's, maybe it's one less, I don't know why I'm thinking of Skittles right now, (laughs) but (laughs) Maybe it's one less skittle. Maybe it is 
you having a yield to God in the little things yeah. so that God could prepare you for the bigger things yeah. that are to come. Because I feel like a lot of the times we neglect the process and then we get to a certain point and we're like, God, why am I not there yet? Yeah. Oh my goodness. But then God's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I've been testing you in the little things for quite some time. If you would just die to yourself in those little things, I will prepare the way. Oh yeah. For whenever oh, yeah. it is appropriate for me to use you in that specific moment. Sometimes there are going to be times where God uses you in the small things. Maybe it is you just having to say in Jesus name. Sometimes it might be an hour of you having a minister to someone. Maybe it not, might not be behind a pulpit. Maybe yeah. it is over phone and the person is yeah. driving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've, we've had those instances before. And Praise God. I, I feel that. And this is bro. when you were talking, I felt like the Lord because it was so funny because literally as you were done talking i felt god give me something but then all of a sudden it felt like it just left my mind <laughs> and, I was and like, that happens and, and that happens but here's here's the powerful thing is because when you were talking he brought me to that that story of the lad that had the fishes and the loaves mm, yeah. and and one thing I'm, i remember god god gave me this uh someone a long time ago and it, it ministered to me um, and it was God's going to take the fishes and the loaves that you think are so insignificant that you think he can't use because what you feel like God's asking of you is so big. Wow. It's so demanding. Wow. It's so great. It's mm -hmm. so much bigger than you. But God's not asking. Mm, God's not asking wow. you to be the miracle worker. God is not asking you to be the miracle worker. <laughs> We thought our computer just died. So that's why there was a, a Selah. Thank you, Jesus. But God's not asking you to be the miracle worker. No, he's not. And the the reason why there are so many times where we lose peace and we we don't walk in the spirit yeah. or in walk in the empowerment of God is because we're trying to be God. Mm. We're trying to make it happen. And although we might not be saying that, when we decide to operate in our own will, and here's the thing, your will is the closest God-given mm -hmm. God -given quality that right. God has given man. Because the angels, they, they, have, they, they have the ability to choose, but they do not have the right to choose. Because right. once they make one wrong choice, they're done. Right. Um, but us as humans... Right. We have the we we can choose, and we may make the wrong choice over and over and over again, mm -hmm. but God's grace covers our sin if we let it, and and that's the key word if we let it. If we let it, Th there are so many times we want God's power, and, and going back to, um, the small things, yeah. so many people, um, I, I remember I think Brother Mark Brown he talked about this where, um. There was a young person, I think, that um, spoke to him and said, God gave me a vision of, of preaching in a crowd or preaching at a crusade. Mm. And then here's what he said. He said, you know what I don't hear? God gave me a, a dream or a vision of me teaching a home Bible study. Because wow. here's the thing, and I, 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 I've, I've, me and you have said this before more than once. I know that for a fact. I rather... Uh, and 
this is something that me and someone we that I'm close to we have we have talked about plenty of times before but ultimately it's it's whatever the will of God wants but if he gave me a choice if he gave me a choice I I want to sit in a home bible study with someone that's hungry Amen. and them get the revelation and oh this is going to offend somebody, but I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I'd rather see someone in a Bible study get a revelation, get baptized in Jesus' name, than to preach a message that, yes, people are dancing on their feet, they're shouting, they're running, but nothing has changed. And I'm not saying that's bad. It's in the Old Testament. We're supposed to dance. We're supposed to worship. I'm not saying that. But when we make pulpit ministry... I, this is the phraseology, and so if, if this offends y'all, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm apologizing, not because I'm going to change. I'm apologizing if you may not like this statement. Um, but sometimes we make the pulpit ministry our idol because we we see the great men and, and women of God, and, and, and we see them used in that in that capacity. But but here's the thing. God may not want you to preach at, at the biggest conference or at the biggest event. Right. You know, I, I remember, I, there, I think it might have been, um, uh, there, there was a minister that said this, how there was a man that, that came up to me and he wanted to preach. Um, he said, I, I feel a call to preach. Um, and he said, that's awesome. Um, go out in the streets. And the person was like, you wait, you don't understand. I, I said, I feel called to preach. He said, no, what you feel called to do or what you want to do is be in a pulpit in front of everyone <laughs> and have everyone like you and have everyone see you. But when God wants you just to be hidden, he wants you just to be hidden and he wants you to and do do the work of an evangelist. And and sometimes oh, I'm gonna get in trouble, so I'm I'm gonna have to <laughs> gonna have to give you this microphone soon. But the 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 point is the the revelation, the essence is don't despise the small things. Yes. Um, I I remember I was in a conversation with a missionary, and I asked him. I said, "What is your week of ministry look like?" And he said, "The majority of it is phone calls." It's it's checking in with people, Bible studies, and, and just reconnecting. And, and so many people, if if your ministry is apostolic, oh Lord, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and I'm hopefully if the Lord leads me to, I'm gonna give you this because <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. Um, but if your ministry only involves the pulpit, you gotta ask yourself, is it apostolic? Wow. Because here's the thing, and I'm gonna do this right now. Doing it right now. So I, I have my Bible app. Sponsor, this is not sponsored by Olive Tree. I almost said sponsored by Olive Tree. I love Olive Tree. If you want a good software, Olive Tree. Amen. Amen. Um, but you can get a word search. search and if you search, <laughs> if you search the word pulpit, guess, guess how many times it's on there? Not three. <laughs> Brother Daniel, how about you read that so people don't think I'm lying? It says one. The pulpit is, <laughs> it's only mentioned there one time. It's only mentioned there one time. But do you know how many instances there are in the book of Acts where Peter was teaching Cornelius or they wow. were out in the streets ministering or, or they went house to house right. with the gospel? 
here, bro. Here, here, <laughs> here you go. I feel like it, God is definitely testing us in this time so that we no longer see the pulpit as the pinnacle anymore. Yeah. But we see home group Bible studies to be the thing that, because that's ultimately what the, the book of Acts was. It was home, home group Bible studies. It yeah. was, it was in the home. They would have Bible studies probably during they ate or had fellowship with food and stuff like that. But that's, that's the core of yeah. it. It's not a pulpit. It's not one person speaking and then thousands of other people just being able to listen. No, it's a constant, it's it's a collective work to see where God wants to go. And it gives everyone else, because I believe even if someone is just new into this, into the apostolic faith, God still wants to get them to exercise what what it's like to hear and repeat. Yeah. And that's that's what's crucial about these home group Bible studies and stuff like that. Um, but I, I really do feel like God is pulling us to a point where surrendering to his will is the will of God and so that and this is what God told me moments ago he was saying if you can't handle the little things that I'm putting you through right now you will mismanage the bigger things that I have for you in the future oh yeah you think you're ready for a pulpit ministry but you can't even teach a five-minute bible study like let's be honest people yeah. people probably are super eloquent to to cook something up when it comes to a preaching, but they have no idea where it says to be baptized in Jesus name more than twice in the Bible. Yep. We're, we're going to get in trouble. If we keep on talking about this. The, the motive is, is not to be critical or judgmental or put anyone down. Right. We're just stating what the word of God says. Right. Acts chapter two. And it's in the Bible. Acts chapter 2, verse 46 says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as be saved. And so uh, this, is, this is really to encourage a young person maybe, or maybe you're not a young person, but anyone that, you may disqualify yourself and say, well, I'm not a preacher or, or my, my, my mom is not in the ministry or my dad's not a preacher. You, you may disqualify yourself and say that. But here's the thing. God, oh, God is not waiting for us. Man, we're supposed to talk about grace, but this is this is what God's this leading is, us to this do. Is grace yeah, this is this is the grace of God. <laughs> but God is is not waiting for you to get a pulpit right. to use you. He's waiting for you to get a humble heart that's submitted to him. And when you give yourself wholly unto the that's Lord, yeah. he may not use you in a pulpit, but he may use you. Your, your pulpit may not be in the church building. Your pulpit may be on your campus. It may be in the Starbucks. It may wow. be in the drive through It may be in the grocery store. Yeah. And because here's the thing, we, and if we're not careful, Okay, the Lord's telling me not to go that direction. All right, I'm gonna gonna submit and be obedient. But the the reason is, and, and the reason why that's I believe the Holy Ghost is saying this is to encourage someone. Amen. You can be used right now. It can happen right now. Um, 
it can happen right now. Right now. <laughs> it it can happen right now. And I'm saying that over and over again, but it, it can, can happen, happen right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, do, do you feel to share anything else, bro? I feel peace, man. I feel like that's a good spot. Okay. Well, I, I feel the same way. Um, how about we'll, we'll end this with prayer if you could lead us uh, or end us in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the revelation that you've given us, Lord God, this day. God, I pray that you would help us, Lord God, to follow your voice, Lord God, to hear and repeat, Lord God, in the little things. And you will take care of the bigger things, Lord God. It may not be a pulpit, Father. Maybe it is just a dustpan and a broom, Father. Maybe it is just the little things like hospitality, Father. Use me, O Lord God, in the way that you want to use me, God. Yes, Lord God. We pray your perfect will to be done, Lord God, upon the ears and the eyes of Lord God. In Jesus' name. God bless every single one of you. Thank you for tuning in. And may the grace of the Lord be upon you and multiplied in Jesus' name. God bless.